First round, make it count, toss it out, stir up the crowd. Second round, throw it down, knock them out, time to get loud. It's the Two Beer Podcast time. And welcome back to the Two Beers Podcast. I'm Drew. I, uh... I'm your host. I used to be the talent. I used to be good at a lot of things. <laughs> that all changed in a 60-minute football game. and uh, I don't know. I had a promising young future in this podcast game, and now now it didn't take more than uh, the length of time it takes to eat a bucket of chicken wings for Jordan to uh, pretty much close the gap on uh, who's really, really running this thing. But anyway... Yeah, I'm Drew Jordan. Jordan, you're there. What's going on, man? <laughs> Drew, that was that was a melancholy intro, sir. Um, yeah, the Super Bowl happened, huh? It happened. I, 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 I. The pitchforks are out amongst the listeners. The pit, You know what? On, on that note, speaking of melancholy and everything, let's just uh, assume positions. I got my clankety clank ready. You ready? Three, two, one. Two brew salute. You know what? You know what? So I actually was trying to look for the worst beer that I had because I don't really deserve a good one this week. <laughs> and like, I, I just I don't really have any bad ones. Like, I don't have any light beers. I don't have any like basics. I could have sent you a bush light. I know, right? I, I finished the um, thirty pack today. Earlier today, woo! I finished it. And the gap uh, just got a little bit wider again. Um, I got a uh, Founders KBS espresso. This is my. I was a four pack that I had previously, and this is my last one. So, decided to go for it. Yeah, I'm rolling with my last uh, Trogues Blizzard of Hops. Oh, nice. It's we haven't had enough blizzards lately, eh? I did. Eh? Yeah. Uh, you know, you know who didn't have a have have a blizzard of activity? That was Pat, Patty Mahomes and the Chiefs. Well, he kind of did it blizzard in the backfield. But um, <sighs> all right. So I'll give us what's on tap this week. Um, we're gonna talk about the Super Bowl, obviously. Uh, Drew has this the boxing schedule. There was a disappointing, disappointing cancellation here for this weekend. Um, and then I am gonna zapruder the heck out of the Daytona 500. Now. I, by that I mean spend probably about ten minutes on it because I know it won't tickle a lot of people. But I have there's a lot of interesting ang- angles that I want to bring everybody in on. Uh, beer two, Drew is really gonna carry us and try and redeem himself because he said, "Hey, we got Valentine's Day coming up this weekend. Why don't oh, we yeah. dis- Why don't we discuss rom coms? Look, I do not know anything about rom coms. I barely watched any. But so. you do." And you'll right. find out why. All right, all right, Drew. Well, we're going to get into that. But um, before we talk about the Super Bowl, we, we actually, I'm going to call them uh, whiffs. We had a few whiffs from last week that uh, we kind of wanted to set, set the record straight on. Um, I'll start out with myself. Um, the previous Super Bowl that the Chiefs won, uh, Damian Williams was the running back who scored, where Daryl Williams was their running back this year, and I was conflating the two, so bad me, bad. Um, Drew couldn't remember who the um, MVP was in the Seattle Super Bowl. He said Bobby Wagner or somebody. Uh, the other somebody was Malcolm Smith, which leave it leave it to Goff to uh, correct us on that because 
that loser Malcolm Smith signed a big contract with the Raiders and then went on to suck. So, hmm. um, Drew said that Kevin Durant was 30. He's actually 32. Um, and many people reached out and said, I can't believe you guys didn't have Last of the Mohicans in, in your, uh, for your Native American movies, but neither of us have watched it. So, uh, just want to remind everyone that, you know, we're, we're not the pod of the professional douchebag. We're the pod of the everyman. So like some of the movies we just haven't watched. All right. Like. I'm sorry. We just ha- we we didn't we, we we didn't see that one. Maybe we will. Maybe, maybe we'll watch it and do a live pod one day, um, we, amongst we, our we, many we, live pods. When we do our Daniel Day Lewis uh, top five, we'll uh, we'll get on that. Um, yep. Listen, I think I've said it. Up, I've, if I haven't said it once, I haven't said it a hundred times. If you're looking for uh, for a podcast that gives you uh, accurate accurate information to uh, take to the bank, this isn't the podcast for you. <laughs> Yeah, this is this is the entertainment pod. But um, another quick uh, quick note on last week. A lot of people um, mentioned uh, movies that kind of barely had Native Americans or pirates in them, or like sports teams that were named after them. And and we had agreed offline that we weren't going to go there. The closest one was uh, my brother Tori said uh, almost heroes, and I was like, well, I don't know. I think in hindsight it would have cla- cl- uh, classified because um, the the love interest was a Native American, and then there's there's a sequence in there where the old guys are uh, some kind of war Native American warriors, and then the battle comes, and then they're just like doing flips and crap, and it, it's there's a there's a handful of scenes. Totally, so. totally, totally would have qualified. I'm mad. I forgot about it because I'm a big Matt Perry fan. Chris Farley's last movie. Big, big fumble on my part. I expect that kind of shit from you, but not from me. I, I don't know if I would have had it in my top five, quite honestly. But um, but I am a big Farley guy, so big time Farley. Yeah. So maybe it would have. And I did love the movie. Which what was your favorite line from that? Uh, I don't know if I had the favorite line. I like. Uh, I, I, I thought like... you. I thought you immediately texted one when my brother texted that over. But my favorite line from that was the one where he's eating the the buffalo crap, and he's like, "The herd is close." And they're like, you could tell that from eating their crap? No, I could see them right down there in the valley. And he just keeps eating the crap. <laughs> yeah. No, I like the uh, I, I like I like the scene where he's teaching in the alphabet. Uh, um, and I like uh, Bidwell, the character Bidwell, Bidwell, who like gets all of his basically gets all of his limbs eaten off, and he's still like optimistic <laughs> about the uh, about about the journey. So uh, it's a good flick if you haven't good, seen good, it. Almost, good stuff. Almost heroes. Yep. All right. Well, no more delaying the inevitable. The pitchforks are out. Oof. People were not happy with your Super Bowl analysis and the way it played out. And before we get into it, I'm just going to say, again, part of the everyman. You know what? You you put your enough predictions out there, you're going to be wrong sometimes. Sometimes you're going to fall flat on your face, but Drew, I got your back. You know, this it's it's, it's one loss. You know, it, it doesn't matter if it's the, the biggest game of the year that we're going to do on this podcast. It's okay. It's we we will overcome this. It's not a big deal. And from there, uh, I want you to tell everyone how much you sucked. Uh, it was brutal. Uh, <laughs> I still in no way foresee any way that the Buccaneers could have done what they did. Um, <laughs> I know that we still listen, I, know, line, huh? I, I, I still replay it. I don't understand. Uh, 
I know I know we we said it before we ended the Super Bowl talk last week that you know the only what the only way we could see it happen well me the only the only way I could see it happening is if the you know the offensive line the offensive line injuries really were a big deal which listen I, I know they were down to offensive linemen and I know you know Fisher is their best but you know I mean teams team overcome losing three or four linemen and can play better than that can I just, score like I, yeah I mean I don't know man um like like Listen, I, it, wasn't, I was, it wasn't the eighty-five Bears out there, like <laughs> which, could, yeah, very, very good defense. I, I, I like the Buck defense more than you did going into it. But to your point, they're not the eighty-five Bears. Um, yeah, exactly. Like, and listen, I, I'm not I'm not downplaying their defense. I just I thought they were more of an opt, op, you know what I mean? Like sometimes you have teams have defenses that are just they're they yeah you know, they're locked down, and then other ones that take advantage of you making mistakes. And that's where that's what I thought the Bucks defense did. And the Chiefs just don't make mistakes. Um, you know, you're, I think I think I think it might have been your brother who pointed out that you know the Chiefs were down ten nothing to the Bills. Well, yeah, like punting the football isn't making a mistake. I mean, like Mahomes typically doesn't turn the ball over a ton. They're not big fumblers. Um, you know, their two best players, you know, are pretty trustworthy. Trustworthy at most most games. Um, Although now for what uh, for uh, for two Super Bowls, Mahomes probably has four interceptions, right? Probably does. They, I think he had two. In, in he did the one have two. He did have two this this game. Um, and this one and the and the one that he then the one that they won. I think he. Had and you know, well. I, I I do listen, and I'm not gonna say this is why they lost the game. The first half, the officiating was a dumpster fire. Um, yeah. You know, I thought there were there were a couple of pass interferences that they were uncatchable balls. Um, there was a huge one on third down where. Um, Bad, Honey Badger gets an interception, and they call off. They call defense, defensive hold, or pass interference, clearly within five yards. So I don't, I don't know what they're doing there. Um, you know, the unnecessary roughness, whatever. They're always going to call. They're always going to catch the guy that's retaliating. Which even what, even what happened there was stupid to even call. Um, but you know, it was like every time the Chiefs got a big stop, they made. You know, they got a penalty, which call it being undisciplined. I, I just thought it was really soft officiating there. Um, uh, speaking of being undisciplined, like, another thing about Mahomes, like, every time there was pressure, like, I, what I, the big stat was, uh, what, 497 scrambling yeah. yards. The, the, he, like, just run forward, not backward. Like, yeah, and I thought do he something, did. Do yeah. something else other than run backwards. Well, like, I think that's kind of his thing where he, like, likes to move around back there, but because the line broke, he just, like, instinctively kept running backwards. I agree, and I thought he actually did that, you know, probably five or six times during the course of the game when he didn't even need to, and it put them in a tough spot. Um, so I know, I don't know. Well, before we get into the Mahomes thing, um, yeah, I don't know. I, you know, I... I didn't even think Brady was that great. Like, I felt, I felt, I felt, I, I, felt, I felt like they moved the ball there. down the field more in the first half, and half of that was because because of, of ridiculous penalties. Um, well, dude, he what was he eighty percent? He was like twenty one of twenty nine with three touchdowns. I mean, I and know. then in the second half, they were just trying to shorten the game. Yeah, but I they mean, kept moving, and they kept they kept moving down the bulk of the field. He only had two hundred yards passing. Like they kept moving. They yeah, kept when you're moving. up by twenty points, you're not going to pass it yeah. a ton. Like that's a, kept, that's one half I just, of passing. I just felt, I just felt like they kept moving the ball downfield because of penalties. But anyway, um, yeah. Hey, I was wrong. Uh, next, next snowstorm we have here, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna get in there, get wild, get the Ponderosa out, and uh, do my <laughs> do my snow angel dance. Like I promise that'll happen. Oh um, man, that was crazy because your wife was texting me as like at the end of the Super Bowl, like let's go, Drew, baby, in the snow. And I was just like, oh my gosh, this is happening. Well, yeah, she was probably hoping for a little. A little shrinkage from the snow to, to help to help ease things, but that's neither here nor there. She was, um, she probably wanted to just you know flirt around with you in the snow, just to, maybe just, just two uh, two little polar bears. So, just... I was gonna I was gonna say a couple snow snow bunnies getting at it. Um, yeah, yeah, I yeah I I I've never I've just never watching the game. I just couldn't believe it when they got the goal line stop. I was like, all right, we're okay now. We're gonna get back to normal. We're gonna rail rail off a couple touchdowns. Um, yeah. I don't know. Uh, let's talk. Well, about you know, you know, you know, you know what I do know. Oh no, no, we're we're not. Oh, go ahead. We're, go we got to talk about everything that that I clicked on. So, just want to point out, um, Brady MVP. I had a plus two ten. Oh, I got these right. Oh, okay, I was gonna I was gonna wait for this, but go ahead. Bingo, bango, bongo. Um, yep. The over under of fifty six. I took the under. Yep. Interceptions over. We both had. Um, well, sacks, we lost. We lost that, didn't we? No, there was two picks. It was one and a half. Oh, I had, I had, I had two and a half or three and a half written down. Oh, you're right. Yeah, we did get. No, that. you Boom. you said they were going to be three or four, but it was only one and okay, a half. Okay, you're good. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm um, gonna change that. Put that in the win column for us, bro. Nice. Sa- sacks um was four and a half. I had it the was under. Four. Yep, missed it by a half. Yep. Um, the box plus three I hit. Um, and the two that I called, but. They didn't come through. What uh, I had uh, Williams with a TD. He he dropped a TD right in his <laughs> face mask. Yep. And I called some kind of tr- to quote almost exactly some cl- kind of trick play or a lineman catching a TD or something. Brady, uh, the the first one that went to Gronk. What was the play before he? Yeah. Threw it to a lineman and doinked right off of his face mask to, or dropped or whatever it was. So I almost called both of those. The ones I did miss were the props were um, the the over yardage on Miko Hardman, Sammy Watkins, Darrell Williams. All three, was, all three Chiefs receivers. Well, the one was Williams for he needed thirteen yards. He had ten yards receiving. So yeah. I mean that was okay. I, I'm but the other ones were, were definitely misses Watkins and Miko Hardman. But dude, I just I just rattled off all those other ones I got oh, yeah. right. Yeah. So no, you did good. like way I, uh, better than I usually do. Yeah, and I had we both we both lost the the coin toss. Yeah. Um, what did I have here? Uh, Kelsey over ninety four and a half. I had Evans under sixty three and a half. I had Bray just missed it by a yard and a half. Oh, uh, no. I had him over twenty eight. I think, and I think he had twenty six and a half or something. Twenty eight like and a half, and yeah, twenty six or yeah, something. Yeah. yeah. Um, the picks we had, you had that there. Missed the sacks. Um, and we got Ceh was Ceh total yards. I think we picked. Yeah, yeah, CH hit. Yeah, so, yeah, so we didn't I actually ter- we didn't do terrible with the props. Yeah, and I actually did put five of these in that were oh our boy Scotty McCreary. We we actually did take that as MVP, which obviously. But that was just because of the odds. That was yeah, it was just for funsies. Yeah, yeah Kel- Kelsey, like we put we as MVP. Um, which if the Chiefs would have won, he probably would have been the MVP. He had like eleven catches for one hundred and thirty yards or something. Yeah. Um, but uh. What else did we do crazy? Uh, we we did the sacks and the interceptions and Williams and CEH or something. Or no, CEH and whatever it was. We did like five or six and we hit like half of them. Um, no big deal. But the the actual parlay, we 
was uh oh we'll talk about the parlay later but um anyway so so that not as bad on the props i i, I did pretty pretty well um but anyway you you wanted to talk about Mahomes. well yeah i was gonna i was just gonna look at it so you know i i find it interesting i think it's just because we live in a world where there like nobody can just be middle ground with anything it's got to be one extreme or the other um like i don't think the chiefs lost because of patrick mahomes like i'm not putting this game on patrick mahomes but I, I also don't think it's fair to act like he didn't have a poor game. Like, he didn't score a single touchdown. Like, even even Aaron Rodgers, like, the week before when everybody was talking about how bad Aaron Rodgers' defense was, his offensive line, the run game, he still managed to put up 21 points against the same defense. Um, you know, and so... No, I, I, I agree. He played terrible. And, like... Yeah, again, and I agree, I, yeah. And the line, again, like, I, I know that the, the, the pressure was in his face, but, like... It's the NFL. Did you think you were going to sit back there with no pressure? Like, what are you doing? Yeah. And so, like, I think it's okay. Like, it's okay to, like, you know, to, to, to say that Mahomes didn't play great. Just because he made these, a couple of those incredible throws and highlights, like, it doesn't, like, take away from the fact that you played. Yeah, didn't it, play it, great. it was the like, Patrick that, Mahomes effect where everyone was like, oh, yeah. look at these. Look at these. These weren't even completions. Like, like yeah. yeah, he looks like an ass, like, falling over, throwing sideways. Uh, pressure in his face he can't complete a damn pass like yeah um you know and again so i yeah i just wanted to say that like i i think it was i thought it was interesting how, how you know everybody you had a ton of people who wanted to go to his defense like oh my god don't you dare put this on him and then the other ones who were like all the way to the opposite blaming him completely it's like yeah it's it's, it's okay to say listen like he had a bad game. Like he just, you know, he didn't play to where he needed to yeah. for that team to win. Look, that's um, why we made the podcast because listen, there's, think, so, there, there's so much yeah. idiocy out there of people just like, you can just say like, like you said, just he didn't have a good game. Neither like, did Reed. That's and, what happened. Know, Andy, Andy Reed kind of went back to his old ways. Like he didn't, he didn't try to run the ball, even though they were averaging like seven and a half yards a clip at one point, he was, he was determined to kind of keep throwing it. Um, yeah, they did a great job. I thought. I I thought that. I think we. I think we said it last week. We thought they would do a good job of of bottling up um, Tyreek Tyree Kill, but like that would lead to Kelsey having a huge day. Unfortunately, Kelsey dropped some key passes and didn't have really yeah. have much of an impact until the second half, where you know he had some you know some real real nice twenty five thirty yard uh, um, um, catches there. Which I saw the stat after the podcast, but. Gronk and Kelsey are the same age. Which They're is both crazy. thirty-one. Like crazy. What? Like <laughs> Gronk feels like he's thirty-eight, but he's probably has a thirty-eight-year-old's body yeah. with all those injuries. <laughs> what a what a year for Gronk. He uh becomes the uh twenty twenty-four-seven WWE champion at WrestleMania and then uh wins another Super Bowl. Um I think the best uh well what I I'll I'll save an entertain entertainment parts of that there. Um you got anything else on Mahomes? No, the only thing I want uh, else I wanted to add, which you know, formula, which we've seen now, and um, just wanted to shout out JPP. Um, you know what? That's th- that's three Super Bowls now, because I, I I heard a stat that the Bucks. I didn't verify this, but it was it was said I think by oh shoot someone on the panel in the post game that was sitting at the desk. They said that the Bucks only blitzed five times the entire game which yeah. the way Mahomes was running around you would think it was more but they only blitzed five times which means like Hill and others were just doubled so much that's why Mahomes was just scrambling around there was there was pressure in his face and everyone was doubled 
Uh, so because those those front four were getting home. So JPP, hat tip to you, sir, because that is three Super Bowls now where they uh, the strategy was to not blitz and get home with the front four, and that's why they won the Super Bowl was that strategy. And he was he was right front and center on three of those. So pretty amazing, quite on. And like he's old. Like how is he still going? It, 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 he's still getting a lot of sacks. Like fantastic man i i i he he won me over a lot this this super bowl which honestly the past couple years just kind of looking like kind of like raising an eyebrow like jpp still down there doing it with with only like seven and a half or eight and a half fingers like man my man's still going and 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 now to culminate in a super bowl where they hold you know the god pat mahomes to no touchdowns because the line just terrorized them which oh by the way and dominica sue as well but um, I forgot about Sue. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my gosh. Like, yeah, hat tip to you, sir. Well done. What a hodgepodge of characters on that team. Yeah. Fournette, Fournette Brady, Gronk, Antonio Brown, Adama Sue. This was Sue's first year there, right? Uh, I do not know. Maybe it's maybe it's his second. I thought it was his first, but um, yeah. Um, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Grog, Grog and Brady are hilarious. I love, I love yeah. the music videos they make together, like yeah. the little Instagrams. Um, but I don't know if you saw the one mic'd up thing where Brady's running off the field and he sees Gronk, and uh, you know they're just celebrating with each other, and Brady's just like, "Yo, bro, two tutties, two tutties." And, uh, uh, no, I didn't see oh, that. Oh, it's so good. And Gronk's like, just saving it for the Super Bowl, man. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> I didn't it was, see uh, that. It was so good. I love, I love Tutty. I love, I love uh, saying Tutties. So it was, I, uh, it was funny how Brady was doing that. Like, like a I saw the one kid. where he saw, he he ran and saw his family, and then I I I, I started to well up a little bit. I'm like. That's just like me when I come home from work, right? Right? That's just like me. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. But I, uh, that it was cool, man. I one for the old guys, man. All Party, hail Tom. Yeah. All hail Tom Brady. My right, he was. Uh, I was pretty. It was pretty, pretty memorable yesterday where he's uh, just drunk off tequila, throwing the Lombardi to fans off of uh, off of off of off of a boat onto the onto the yeah. pier. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, but was, um, uh, I um, some people said though he was sober in other videos, and they said that was just his sea legs like going wobbly. Could I don't be. know, who knows? But who either cares? way, he just, he just won it's a seven, Florida dude, COVID. He just, yeah. he just won a seven Super Bowl. He can do whatever he wants. Man. Yeah, COVID doesn't exist down there. It's Florida. I, I that makes me want to go down there. Let's just let's just go down and chuck some Lombardis with with Brady, play some golf, and enjoy some some maskless sun instead of shoveling more freaking snow. Hey man, you say the word. <laughs> uh all right you got anything else to say on this super bowl uh i'm embarrassed i apologize to my fans that you know really uh really backed me and uh consider me one of their heroes i really let you down and uh i'm gonna be better you know i'm just i'm gonna do a better job here here on the two beers podcast that's all i got ah, don't be, don't be that hard on yourself it happens uh just think there's there's professional douchebags out there that got it just as wrong or worse than you so um I got your back, bro. Gotcha. All right. Well, hey, um, earn your keep here. What's 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 uh what's the slate of boxing looking uh, like this weekend? Man, talk, man, talk about yeah. Uh, talk, the the uh, of poor. So COVID uh strikes again strikes here. Again, man. Well, let's start with the, we'll start with the ESPN top rank card. So okay, we were supposed to see the big fight was Joe Smith Jr. Um, versus Maxim Vlasov. They were going to fight for the 
vacant World Light Heavyweight Championship. I, uh, I forget what it was, WBC, whichever. One of the four belts. Um, just came out today that uh, Vlasov has tested positive for COVID-19, so now that fight's not going to happen. Um, it's really disappointing. One, because, you know, I, I'm a big Joe Smith Jr. fan. You've seen him fight. You Or you saw his one fight against Alvarez in the summer, right, where he knocked him through the ropes. Uh, I, uh, I think we yeah. watched. I th- I think was, we watched. was that the one where the guy landed on the platform? Maybe. No, I don't. I don't, I don't remember. Yeah, either way, um, I, I, I really, I really like Could him. Be. He's, he's, you know, obviously they're pushing hard. That he's like the blue, blue collar, you know, bring your, bring your lunch pail to work kind of boxer. Um, but it just, it, it's more disappointing too because uh, our boy, our boy at one seventy five that we love, better beef. He's he's got two of the belts. He's fighting here in in a month. Uh, it would have just been perfect if Joe Smith Jr. would have came out on top like he was favored to do, and we could have seen those two fight, you know, in June to uh, to unify the three titles. So now that you know, we're gonna have to wait for that. You know, this fight probably won't happen for God, I don't know, three months, I guess. Um, so it's a little little bit of a letdown. Uh, you don't think was... you don't think they'll just wait like the four weeks or whatever and just pick it up in a month? No. Well, the um, well to give you a point of reference, the the fight next week between um, Burchell and Valdez was supposed to be December twelfth, and it's happening on February twentieth. So, well, so two it's months. like nine weeks or something. Yeah, it's about almost two months. Because um, you figure they're gonna have, you know, he, he's gonna have to be quarantined for at least fourteen days. You know, got you know probably a little bit more just to be cautious, and then. The one uh, a lot Do of a whole guys, another six week yeah. camp. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I that's what I I envision happening. So definitely disappointing. Um, you know, again, I was really I was, man, I've, I've been really pumped for the for that fight to to bring in twenty twenty one for for top rank. So, but they're still gonna have they're still gonna have the event. The main event now is just gonna be. Uh, Richard Comey uh, versus Jackson Martinez or Jar- Jackson Marinez. Uh, Comey's the former IB- IBF champ. You last saw him get uh, get knocked on his ass by Tiafimo uh, in two rounds back in uh, December of 2019. So we'll see. I think it's I think that's a 12 round fight. If it wasn't, I'm sure it's certainly going to be now. Um, not much on the undercard to get excited about uh, from my my point of view. Uh, I'm gonna say Comey wins by by decision. I don't, I don't really know. I didn't really look much into it because okay. it wasn't the main event. So a little disappointing, but it'll be uh, it'll be some free boxing on ESPN if you have nothing else to do Saturday night. So that's ESPN. DeZone's gonna have a double header. Uh, I don't have the start time for the first one, which is gonna be uh, Josh Warrington, who just vacated the IBF. Uh, that's overseas, so I think that's going to be like the five six p.m. slot, whatever I be- that is. I believe so. Um, yeah, I'm pretty if sure. Not, if not earlier, to to make way for the, the 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 second card that they have. But Josh Warrington was the IBF champion, featherweight champion at one. Um, at is, 120... he, is he a UK guy or is he an Australian guy? UK Warrington. Is UK. UK guy? Yeah. So yep. I bet it'll be five or six. Um, yeah. So he's he's thirty and zero. He vacated his title. So uh, this is. Just a ten-round fight, um, which is interesting. Uh, Thirty and zero. He's going up against Laura. Uh, I forget his first name. Twenty-one and two. Uh, you know, Warrington. 
we were waiting for Warrington Stevenson. It never happened, and Stevenson decided to move up. This is basically a tune-up fight. Uh, he wants, you know, he's. It's expected he's going to fight Zukan for uh, a couple of belts. What weight here. class is this? One twenty-six featherweight. Okay. Um. So I, you know, Warrington's not a power guy. He's a technical boxer. Uh, he's got seven knockouts in thirty wins. That tells you all you need to know from a power perspective. I don't think he'll pitch a shutout in this fight. I mean, he's definitely a heavy, heavy favorite. Um, I think he's going to win. Yeah, it's another one where it's a big name, but it's not a big matchup, per se. Nah, I I think he wins eight out of ten rounds. Um, Yeah, I think Laura will get a couple early. Yeah, it won't be as one-sided as some of the tune-up ten-round fights that we've seen. Yeah. Uh, But it certainly isn't going to be anything exciting. But... It's yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be boxing in the you know middle of a nice Saturday afternoon if you have to zone. Nice little uh, Saturday. Yeah, uh, definitely, what, definitely. What, what's it. the nightcap on that? Uh, so the nightcap is gonna be JoJo Diaz. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and he is fighting. Oh God, Rock Akhimov. I I thought a, I, I was a trying Russian to, dude. Yeah, I was trying to find uh, some type of. Uh, Annunciation help on that one. Pronunciation. <laughs> to see um, how to properly say his name. Um, yeah, I mean, again, it's it's another one. Big name, not a big, not a I, big matchup. Yeah. I disagree. Oh really? I, I actually, I actually. Rock of guy. So well, so Diaz. All right, so Diaz is thirty-one and one. His only loss is to Gary Russell Jr., where he was thoroughly, thoroughly dominated. Um, he just won his first t- his first title against uh, Tevin Farmer um, last time out. I think Diaz is susceptible. He's susceptible to cups or sorry cups to hell cups uh, to cuts. Um, and Rakahibit's got he's fifteen and zero with twelve knockouts. I think this guy is dangerous. Really? Have you seen him fight before? Or just some highlights? I've watched some of his highlights. I wa- I'm really meant to watch a fight. Um, last night i just i just didn't have it in me i was just so so out of it still from the super bowl hangover um (laughs) (laughs) well but it's it's busy season right now for my uh my my day job but anyway um i just think he's dangerous and i i think i'm gonna put this i'm gonna have this in the parlay i'm gonna regret it um you know diaz he's a good technical fighter I think he struggles with the mental edge. People think he kind of came over that with the win over Farmer. Um, but I also think he's kind of avoided having to have a rematch with Farmer because, you know, he made, he wasn't that confident in his win. I'm actually taking Rakamin. I just oh. said his name twice. I'm ta- I think he's going to get a KO in the 10th round. Wow. This is going to – I know this is going to mess with my perfect boxing record. I don't know, man. I just got a feeling um, – I like it. Maybe uh, it's cause, maybe it's the fact that Diaz comes out with like a different uh, color hair. I, I every think fight. you might still be uh, have some of that funk on you from the Super Bowl still. But uh, hey, uh, I, I, if that happens, I'll, I mean, I'll be watching. So, bro, I I don't know. I really don't know why. Like I said, I I don't think I don't think it's the smart play. I just don't. I think this kid's. I think he, this kid's hungry from some of the stuff I've been reading. Like I just. I think he's going in there to beat Diaz. He's not going in there. He's. It's not like Stevenson where he was fighting that dude where he, that guy was just trying not to get knocked out. Like this guy's going for the title. Like, he's going for the title. He's a mandatory. And he's a mandatory. So it's not like this is. It's not like Diaz. Okay. Hand, it's, it's not like Diaz handpicked this guy. Um, okay. All right. So Joe gonna, Diaz gonna gonna feel the pain. All right. I think yeah. I think he's gonna lose his first title defense. I do. All um, right. 
So, yeah, and if not, you know, it, it'll be uh, 126, or, no, he's 130, sorry. Diaz, this is a this is I was a one. Say, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Diaz, sorry, Diaz is one thirty. One thirty, one thirty is really interesting, man. I'll tell you, like everyone, everyone talks about one forty seven, the welterweights with Crawford, Spence, um, our boy, uh, Sean Porter, Keith Thurman. You know, you got the light, the light, lightweights, Tio, Loma, uh, Garcia, Haiti, and Tank. But one third, dude, one thirties. It's it's going to be really big here in the next uh, few months. Between you got JoJo this weekend, next weekend you got the big one between Burchelt and uh, Valdez. You know you got Stevenson in that division. Tank's got a one thirty belt, and then you're going to see in two weeks Jamel Herring go 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 across the pond and go fight Carl Frompton, uh, defend his title. So there's that's some really what, good. That's fighters. what I'm looking forward to. Yeah, there's some really good fighters there, and and not to mention like Gary Russell Jr. Even though he only fights once every three years now, he's still a really good fighter, and he floats around between that 126 and 130. So it wouldn't shock me to see him him get a fight there. The ultimate the ultimate um, dream here at 130, if I'm just fantasy booking, is that somehow we get all the belts on either Stevenson and Burchelt and tank and floyd decide to fight somebody worth fighting and he, he gets in the ring with one of those two guys that would be incredible to watch that that would be a, a showtime pay-per-view i'd definitely sign up for oh, to yeah. watch yeah for to see tank burchelt or tank uh tank and shakur yeah oh, so yeah. 130 is yeah. exciting man i you know I think I think it's I think it's definitely the third best division i know canelo's must see but you know i i wouldn't put uh, 168 against any of these guys, and then I mean, you know, the heavyweights are always big draws, but there's it's really just a two man division at this point. Eh, maybe three. I'm a big Usyk guy, so it's exciting. It's gonna be a big weekend. Again, it sucks. It sucks. Joe Smith got killed because that would have just been an awesome, you know, little little little, little lunchy watching uh, Warrington, and then a little uh, little dinner with uh, with JoJo, and then uh, you know some dessert and a beer with uh, with Joe Smith. Yeah, yeah, I'm not a Usyk guy. Anyway, um, you're gonna right. be, you're gonna be. I know, I know. Um, gotta watch him at Cruiser. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> so we got on. So yeah, so I got I got War- Warrington unanimous decision in ten rounds, and uh, I got Rockamine, and I'm gonna have him have him with the upset knockout round. All 10. right, all right, I like it. Uh, good, good analysis. Um, back on the horse, back in the saddle. Um, speaking of back in the saddle. I want to bring to you all some Daytona 500 discussion. Um, the actually, one, the I, one I'm, on tires. The one on tires. I, I'm excited. I'm always excited for Daytona 500. I'm excited hope, for you. Hope, hope springs eternal. For first race of the year. Um, a lot of storylines going on. Um, I, I just everyone always. I first, I just want to touch on this because everyone always says like, how do you watch NASCAR? They just go in circles. Just a couple points. One, the speed, number one, is incredible. 200 miles an hour, where do you see that in sports, in life, whatever? I mean, F1, sure, all that. But, like, um, it is – I want to go in person and just see what it's like at 200 miles an hour. It's incredible. Um, I I, I love that they're just unapologetic sponsor whores. They just, (laughs) like – 
when they give an interview, they'll just rattle off like seven sponsors, and like, yeah, that's where they get their money. Like, they you, they're not hiding it. It's not like, yeah. you know, they don't have to beat around the bush. Um, I, there's intricacies in the strategy, like between like tires, fuel, uh, you know, the cars, the track, like the type of track, the type of driver. Blah blah blah. So I like all that stuff, and it's fun to bet, like. To, if you get somebody to win a race at like plus 500 like it's awesome um and some sometimes you know somebody's a heavy favorite like even if they're a heavy favorite a lot of times they're like plus 100 as a as a heavy favorite like it's it's cool to bet which we'll talk about in a little bit but um uh, there, there's a lot of uh stories here that i wanted to go over um and um i'll, I'll start out with this the biggest team not the biggest uh, the 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 kind of like the Dallas Cowboys like most money most biggest names uh in NASCAR is um Hendrick Motorsports and uh there's a lot going on so so the most you could have on one team is four drivers Drew okay uh there the champion was front on that team last year number 9 why, Chase, why, Chase why, Elliott why did you just say that as if I didn't know just assume I don't I don't know how it works well remember last year when we talked about Hooters um, so Chase Elliott, one of his sponsors is Hooters, but his main sponsor is Napa for this one, number nine. But um, they got the guy on the pole in the number one position to start. Actually, uh, the whole front row, one number one and number two. Um, but the guy on the front row is number 48 this year, Alex Bowman. That's interesting because number 48 has been Jimmy Johnson, seven-time champion, who is this is his first year of retirement. Alex Bowman slides into his car. Alex Bowman was already on Hendrick Motorsports as the number 88, uh, which was Dale Jr.'s car, which was obviously he was the most, he was the biggest favorite in NASCAR. So Alex Bowman su succeeded uh, Dale Jr. Um, in the 88 and honestly did not do a great job. I think he got his first win last year in the 88, which was kind of like, a, like a like a gasp of fresh air like because there's a lot of like i said with hendrix motorsports a lot of money behind it um and he just did not hold the water there but they slid him into number 48 the jimmy johnson car so and he's he's on the pole here for daytona um okay. and number 20 number 24 william byron both young dudes uh alex bowman and william byron not as young as they once were three years ago but um, still young dudes. Uh, number 24 used to be Jeff Gordon's car, so that, that's significant there. Um, also on this team, so that's three of the guys. The fourth guy on this team, Kyle Larson, new to the team, number five. This is the guy who got caught using the N-word on the mm. video game stream and got suspended last year when he was in a different team, different car. And so... Pull the wall uh, and he got he got yeah he got kicked out um did all this you know sensitive sensitivity stuff um people don't know if he was he was uh sincere or not some people don't care if he was sincere whatever in the meantime the dude is he's not won a lot on, on the uh top level of nascar but like dirt tracks and stuff at the lower level he, he basically dominates at all these other uh other other racing forms and sure enough, dude goes back to dirt race and is just like, win, win, win. Got signed by the number one team. He's in the number five. Um, his main sponsor of this race is the National Guard, which t 
to me is just I don't know why the National Guard ha- like sponsors race cars. They have for a long time, and and they have a relationship with Hendrick Motorsports, but they're the number five Carl Kyle Larson. So so that's interesting. Um, from there, um, on the subject of race, um, a team that kind of popped up out of those discussions um, was the, and this is where I'm going to pull you into this, the Michael Jordan team. Oh, yeah. So um, it's co-owned by Michael Jordan and Denny Hamlin. They kind of formed like an impromptu friendship and Denny Hamlin's fire suit, uh, his jumpsuit that he wears, was was a was a Jumpman suit. He's the only one in the sport to to wear one like that, and 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 so they just kind of jokingly said like, "Hey, we should start a team together." And they were like, "Yeah, sure, if you want to." Sure enough, now so they they got a team. It's um, the twenty three XI team. So Denny Hamlin's number on the car that he drives for oddly enough a different team and a different owner is number 11 so it's 2311 is 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 the uh team and bubba wallace who um is the only prominent black driver in nascar um it will be their driver this year and and they kind of emphasize you know they want to do more to bring um you know black and african-american individuals into nascar um their their main sponsor for this week is DoorDash. They have a great sponsor list. Quite honestly, Dor- yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, they were the fastest car in the first practice that they at, they, at Daytona this year so far. And with MJ's money behind it, dude. I, and 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 so the way this works in NASCAR, I didn't mention Hendrick Motorsports is Chevy's. Um, Denny Hamlin, he's work. He drives for. Um, um, JGR, which is which is Toyota's, and so they're going to be sharing technology b- w- because of Denny Hamlin, um, and with MJ's money behind it, dude, they might make some noise. The car looks slick. Um, I-, I think they're going to win some races this year, a race or two, and I think they're going to do well in the Daytona 500. Uh, what were you going to say? Uh, DoorDash is the worst. Uh, I know we do a lot of oh, yeah? advertising on this. Uh... This podcast, here's some free advice. Don't use them. They're terrible. Uh, every time I've used them, uh, I've either been missing something or they've put something on their like menu that you can't actually get from that place. Um, and one of my friends actually just had something similar at the restaurant she owned. So uh, people don't use DoorDash. It's the worst. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. Um, and if anybody so, from DoorDash is listening to this pod, please don't listen to my podcast. It's not the podcast for you. <laughs> um, so, as I mentioned, Denny Hamlin is a co-owner. Um, Denny Hamlin drives the number 11 for Joe Gibbs Racing, which um, is the number one Toyota uh, team. Um, he's going for his third Daytona 500 in a row, which has never happened before. Um, he's the favorite, the heavy favorite going in. Um he and Kevin Harvick had the best seasons last year, but NASCAR has been tweaking their playoff system over the past few years, 10 years or so, because they want to have like a playoff where like you have to do well at the end to win, not not the traditional NASCAR style of like it's just cumulative throughout the year. Um, so it will, you know, which caught a lot of slack last year because he and Kevin Harvick just were just awesome the entire year. But at the end, other guys like Chase Elliott went win-win to, fi- to finish the year and win the title. 
and that caused some 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 uh some uproar as Kevin Harvick like had like just a monstrous year other than that um anyway so you know Denny Hamlin the heavy favorite what's going to happen there just some other scraggler notes that I had written down um also on Denny Hamlin's team is Kyle Busch um in a Toyota Camry uh he was the number one fan favorite in NASCAR still might be, but I think Chase Elliott kind of took that over in the Chevy. But um, uh, Kyle Busch's sponsors M and M's. Uh, my kids love it because he always has candy on his car. My favorite is Kozlowski because he's a Ford and a Miller Lite, and that's my favorite. In this particular race, he'll have discount tire as his uh, number one. Num- so he's the number two car, but that that'll be his primary sponsor. Um, let me see before I drop the hammer on you. Is there any other things I wanted to touch on? Um, Bubba Wallace. Da, 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 da. Oh, I wanted to touch on this. 20 years since uh, Dale Earnhardt's uh, death at Daytona 500. It's a 20 year anniversary, which coming off, you know, we're on the heels of the one year anniversary of Kobe's death. Drew, uh, this, like, how you and I took Kobe, like, that's how these people in NASCAR took Dale, Earn- Dale Earnhardt's death. So, yeah. Um, Man, I, I don't know. Do you remember where you were when that happened? Dale Earnhardt? Yeah. I don't remember where I was. I was watching Dale. ESPN, and I, I don't remember what I was watching, but I remember, I want to say it was Linda Cohn that, like, cut over and she, and just started reporting on it. I, I'll have to fact check myself and see if that was actually Linda Cohn, but um, I just remember them cutting over and then being like, well, is he is he okay? K or uh, guy died, man. That's kind of crazy. Um, that being said, the only other news that I wanted to bring up with that, which you and our boys over at, at the uh, Nightcap Recap will be interested in, Sasha Banks, the oh, yeah. honorary the honorary starter. She she will oh, be wow. dropping. She will be dropping the gentlemen. Start your engines. Oh, wow. so that's pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah. So, and you don't have to wait all race for that. That'll be right at the beginning. Roll so, time um, Sasha. Also, also a uh, key cameo in the Mandalorian this season. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I um that that that's about it, man. I'm I'm excited. Um, I'll always love uh, you know some some NASCAR. I'll I, I'll be uh, I'll I be heard... having it on. I, I heard Hooters and Slide and Poles, so I was pretty riveted during that conversation as well. Oh, good yeah. Stuff. Yeah. Good, Our, good stuff. On, on that note, should we go to the parlay? Uh, I just had a quick tidbit. Uh, on, okay. On the NBA MVP, I did find this interesting because, uh, you know, the the Lakers have gone to uh, three straight overtime. Three Their last three games have all gone to overtime. Um, hey, you know, LeBron's, you know, LeBron's having a typical LeBron season. And, uh, it's, it's kind of funny how, uh, you know, they're trying to get the, uh, the campaigning out early for him this year, uh, after, you know, last year when, you know, Giannis rightfully so won the MVP and there was a lot of crybaby nonsense. Um, but just for the LeBron fans that want to, uh, talk about how he's running away with the MVP, uh, the real MVP of the season, uh, Joel Embiid averages more points more rebounds more steals more blocks less turnovers shoots a higher field goal field percentage, percentage and a higher free throw percentage oh 
and he has a better offensive and defensive rating. So for we for all ain't. for all you uh Go Le- yeah. no for all the for all the LeBronites who uh, always want to use stats, 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 stats is why he's better than Jordan. Uh don't don't come at me with him being the MVP. <sighs> don't turn MVP this games. into a LeBron versus Jordan discussion. I'm not. No, no, no. This is LeBron versus the process. We actually have a really good discussion born out of that argument. I I can't wait for that pod. That's gonna be coming up in the next couple where we just talk about different eras. Yeah, it'll that be is going to be a lot of fun. But um, again, Joel Embiid is the front runner for the MVP this year. Anybody that says I agree, I yeah. agree, sir. Yeah, he's the he's the man. And I did finally get eyes on my boy uh, Tyrell Halliburton. Or what'd you call him? Ty- <laughs> no, it's Tyree. I thought it was Tyler. Tyler, yeah, Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually Tyrese. He was. Uh, who was he playing the other night when we were watching? It was, wasn't it Sixers? Oh, it was. Who won that I, game? I think that's why I got a chance to watch it. It was East Coast. Yeah. No, I don't care up, who well, won. No, I was, was just watching my boy. It was actually on the West Coast. We were just up late. Oh, well, really? You were just up late. Yeah. It was like we were talking at like 1230 at night, dude. Ah, gosh. <laughs> I have no sense of time oh, yeah. or or no memory. So, any anyway. Um, oh, I think that battle puts it up. Put Puts the, the bow on uh, beer number. Hold on. I got another swig of beer number one. Then I'm done. Mm. We gotta do parlay, parlay. Parlay, um, parlay, parlay, parlay. All right. Um, I could be real quick. Um, I'm really excited about this pick. Um, to dovetail off of my uh, NASCAR, Bubba Wallace. I like it. To finish in the top ten, plus one twenty-five. Um. Look. Daytona is insane. There's going to be at least one, if not multiple, major wrecks. And when those happen, anybody could end up anywhere. Like, the 20th guy could end up in first. Uh, the the guy the guys battling for first place could end up in 30th. Like, anything could happen. I, yeah. I think Bubba's going to be near the front, which he might get caught up in the big wreck because of that. It's typically like the guy in front obviously doesn't get wrecked. Unless somebody catches them. But it's usually, like, the guys battling, like, two and three cause a major wreck. So the guys in, like, 20th vault to second. And then on the restart, there's a whole nother, like, battle. And then they... So I, I'm I'm expecting fireworks as per usual. That being said, I'm going Bubba Wallace top 10 um, plus 125. That's my contribution. What, what you got? Uh... I don't. I. I don't. I'm trying to find the odds, but uh, I kind of want to. I kind of want to go Rockman for the win. It's got. It's got to be a good. A good payout. If he. Really um. Does. Let me see if I can bring it up on my app. Sorry, you put me on the spot. You're gonna have to. I know. Entertain. I know. Entertain the crowd, for a moment. Uh. Red leather. Red leather. Red leather. <laughs> red leather. Um. Yeah, that's that's not entertaining the crowd. By the way, <laughs> I'm trying to find the odds. Uh, he's pl- only plus one seventy five. That upsets me. Oh, it, it really is. Oh, Shav Shavskajan Rakimov plus one seventy. I got. Oh, that uh, is really close. Yeah. Dang. I, uh, over thought... under ten and a half rounds. The <sighs> over the over ten and a half rounds is minus five ninety. So they really think it's going. Going, did, going deep. Yeah, I, I mean, I... I Into the it's deep gonna, waters. And I, I got it happening right at 10, too, so... Uh, um, yeah, let's do it. I, I feel good about it. I don't know why. 
Here you go. It's uh, Rakimov by KO or stoppage plus sixty or plus six hundred, and then Rakimov really? by points is plus three hundred. Yeah. Let's go knockout. Let's take this. Let's take the big money. You could, we could we could do Rakimov in in the tenth round. It's plus five thousand. <laughs> but <laughs> let's just if if you if you feel good about the KO, we could do. The well, plus like, let's 600. do let's let's do that on the part. Let's do the for the parlay. Let's just take him with the knockout. I okay. really I don't I don't think he's I don't I don't think uh, I don't think he's winning on points. I, I just I think he's gonna I think he's gonna catch Diaz. I really do. Um, okay. I'll do we that. May, plus, I may, plus I may throw you. A, I may throw you a ten spot. You can lay on that tenth round, not but knock out for me though on your account. All right, all right. I like it. One um, day I'll be an adult and get my own accounts for things. But... Eh, no big deal. Uh, so plus six hundred on that, and then mine's plus one. Did you say plus? What is it? What is it plus? If he if he knocks him out in the tenth? Uh, five thousand, which is Ooh. fifty to one. I like that. I like that. So yeah. Bet um, bet bet bet. Uh, now we're gambling, son. Now we're gambling. Yeah, Let's spot, go. A, t- a ten spot gets me five hundred. It's fifty. No, it's fifty to one. So what'd you say? A ten spot gets you five hundred. Is that right? I can't do math. Yeah, that's right. Fifty times ten. Yeah. Yeah. Five hundred. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ten spot yeah. gets you five hundred. Yeah. Well, hundred gets me five thousand. Yeah, that's the that hence five thousand to one. Oh, that's gonna be fun. Oh, oh God. I'm gonna be, be up all night tomorrow night. Oh, all right. This. Let me swig this last swig of this beer. And on to beer number two. And isn't there no better thing to do than swig beer when we're talking about rom coms? Assume positions. Three, two, one. Oh, I didn't even didn't even spray myself in the face on that one. Look at you. I'm going back to the well, back back to my my fave, the Nug Trogues Nugget Nectar, seven and a half percent, coming on the heels of a twelve percenter. Let's go. Love what that. you got? You still drinking the? You have another Blizzard of hops or what you yeah, got? Yeah, these are little. These are baby cans, so it's easy easy to crush these. Gotcha. Didn't you say that was the last one though in the first beer? Well, sorry, my last my last one for the pod side too. I apologize. Are you just making that up and you're just drinking one beer and then making noises to make it seem like you're drinking two beers? No, I just misled you. <sighs> what kind of what kind of amateur hour bullshit do you think this is, Jo? Uh, I I just try and call you out every week for like making the the noise of the second beer, and I, I disagree. What do you mean make the noise? These are legitimate beer cans being opened. See, <laughs> God, God, uh, Jo. All right, rom coms. Where are we going with this, sir? Well, I, I got to say, I, you know, I was just thinking about, you know, Sunday, February 14th, Valentine's Day. Figured, you know, it's a good topic. Some of the uh, some of the lady listeners might, you know, some of these movies might be their favorite uh, favorite shows. Some guys, these are some suggestions you can watch with your, uh, your ladies on Sunday if uh, you're having a hard time trying to uh, think about what to do in this, uh, this quarantine uh, Valentine's Day. I guess this is the first, right? We're not... We officially shut down the world, what, March 12th last year? So I, yeah, think, I think you can still yeah. go out on Valentine's Day at that point. Yeah, yeah. Right? So Yeah, me um, and my wife totally went out last Valentine's and all the previous Valentine's Days too. I don't Yeah, I don't, long long standing tradition of taking my wife out on Valentine's Day. I, I bet you don't even get your wife a card for Valentine's Day. <laughs> so, um 
Well, I thought so. I thought it was interesting. Card. Why would I waste my money on a card? Yeah. I actually, right? I, I'm actually gonna get her something really nice this year. Which she she doesn't listen, so it doesn't matter. I'll just, I, I uh, the snowblower. Oh, I'm getting myself a snowblower. Um, no, that that's for daddy. Um, I think I'm gonna get her. Um, so she's she's like obsessed with like mugs and like travel mugs and stuff. Okay. So I bought her for Christmas. Oh, wait, is it Christmas? No, her birthday. Ah, one of those ones. I bought her. Must have been. I don't know what I got her. Anyway, it was a uh, like a battery powered mug that keeps your your coffee like super warm. So the but the travel version is like 175 bucks. So I'm thinking I'm gonna do the the dumbed down version and do the. Uh, I think I'm gonna get a Yeti though. I think I'm gonna get her a travel Yeti. Did you just Wait. say there was? Did you just say that a a, a mug cost 175 dollars? Yeah, that's not the one I, I the one I got her was a hundred, but it was a, it was like an electronic mug that keeps your hot uh, your coffee hot, and it was like a hundred bucks. Yeah, it was it was a bit ridiculous, but she's she's ridiculous in her coffee drinking, um, and how it needs to be basically like burn your mouth hot for her to drink it. Okay. Um, yeah, so I'm gonna get her. I think the uh, the Yeti, the travel Yeti, and I'm sure it will cost me like seventy bucks, but that's okay. That is interesting. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not gonna do a card because I never do cards. Um, but I, I think okay. I get her Yeti this year. Cool. Good yeah. Any, anyway, rom coms. Rom coms. Yeah. So I I don't think I ever really understood that the uh, the 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 genre is pretty free and loose with the words romantic and comedy. So from what I can gather from these lists, so I, I mean I have I have my favorites. Um, but I was looking at some of the lists: Rolling Stone, IMDb. Just to get an idea of what you know, what some of the the popular choices are amongst like real movie movie buffs, um, and basically, is if there is even the slightest hint of a romantic uh, romantic vibe and or one joke, apparently the movie qualifies as a as a rom com, which okay. I just thought was pretty wild. Looking at like what like what's an example of, so like, of something that caught your eye? Like like to me, an example of a romantic comedy on one of these lists is Forty Year Old Virgin. Like, yeah. like, like, do you like do you hear forty year old version and think that's a rom com? No, I think that's like like a guy like college movie. Yeah, like forgetting Sarah Marshall, which I know shockingly you haven't seen. Um, so many of these I haven't seen. Yeah, and that was that was like what do you call it? I should know that it was it Apple something. I or Jeff Apatow. I forget the guy who like created. Oh, Jeff A- uh, J- Judd Apatow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was like the new what they were kind of referring to as the the two thousands king you know late two thousand king of comedies, um, you know uh, Jonah Hill, um, Jason Segel, Seth Rogen, like those guys. They had that run of like four or five years where they just kept shilling out comedy after comedy. But like I don't even think of those as romantic comedies. Like yeah okay like sure uh, you know Jason Segel while he's you know trying to trying to get his uh dracula musical off the ground you know has a couple like love you know love love interest going on during the movie but to me that's just a pure comedy same with 40 year old virgin um i don't know like i i just another one that was on the list um was um wedding singer was on a lot of lists i saw that too yeah yep again i just like an adam sandler comedy like i would never think as rom-com uh agreed yeah 
And even that one, I could, I could, I could make a case for that because he's truly like kind of in love with like Drew Barrymore throughout the movie. Like forty year old virgin. I'm on my knees, <laughs> pretty, pretty, please, sir, kill me, sir. One more outburst from you, and I will choke you with my microphone wire. <laughs> uh, I you know, like, but forty year old virgin. It's like eighty five percent of just lewd, crude behavior and uh, trying to get Steve Carell laid, and then there's like ten percent of like an actual relationship in there. So I thought that was kind of I thought it was kind of interesting, like some of the movies that they they classified in there. Um, some other one, like Pretty Woman. I I mean I you know I don't know if you've ever seen that, but um, no no like Julia Roberts yeah Julia Roberts the, the, the Rolling amazing. Stones top fifty if you can Google it Rolling Stones top fifty ro- romantic comedies and I've seen like four of them yeah. Groundhog's Day was on that on that list. Yeah, Groundhog's Day was on that list. I, how is that a rom com? I don't know because because Bill Murray falls in love with the Julia uh, Julia yeah eventually. Julia 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 Dreyfus. Um, I, I yeah. guess. Uh, and Jerry Maguire too. That was on the list. Yeah, Jerry Maguire. Yeah, like some of those like that. I was like, oh, okay, but like those aren't like are those those really romantic comedies? I don't know. Um, but it, so one that wasn't on the list that I would put in there as one of my. One of my one of my one of my uh, favorite comedies that I guess technically you could call a rom com. Uh, Look who's talking. You ever seen Look Who's Talking? With the baby? Yeah, with the baby. A long, long time ago. Uh, yeah. I don't. Rem- I don't remember any of it other than the baby's. Who who played? The, who was the Bruce baby's Willis voice? Bruce did the voice. Yeah. Uh, that, yeah. John, so I, John, I remember yeah. like parts of it, but like not not really anything i could even quote it yeah i was gonna say chris christy alley's the mom john travolta is the cab driver who becomes the boyfriend yeah i remember all that but like i don't really i don't even remember i don't even remember what happens i just remember (laughs) it's just she has all i remember she has a uh she has yeah she has a accidentally gets pregnant uh yeah travolta helps her you know ends up helping her raise the baby a little bit um and the baby, you're like listening to the baby talk like in his mind, which is pretty. Yeah, uh, and, and he's saying like funny crap about like Travolta and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't. I, yeah, I just say that was like that was a movie that came up as when I was going through like the you know the late eighties. That actually 90s. makes sense, I think, in terms of a rom com. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, if these other ones are on there, um, I guess something I did one that wasn't on the list, which I thought was ridiculous based on kind of what we're looking at. How is Wedding Crashers not on this list? Yeah, I was gonna say that too. I, I that, mean, the whole, that... the only, the only part of Wedding Crashers I don't like is like the last, or not like the last fifteen minutes where it becomes way too serious of like yeah. a romantic kind of thing. Yeah. Um, before Chaz Reinhold reading... enters his, enters his way. I'm over here reading "Don't Kill Myself" books. Get out, Mom! The meatloaf. Oh. I never know what she's doing back there. What um, she's doing. Um, yeah, I, I couldn't believe that. I was like, all right, if we're putting all these other Joker movies on here, as uh, well, along those lines too. What did you, one that popped in mind? I didn't write it down, but like along the same lines. How about um, I Love You, Man? Agreed. Would, would, that, would that qualify uh, yeah, as a rom-com? Why not? Paul Paul Rudd's in love with uh, my probably my fourth my fourth biggest celebrity crush throughout my life, uh, Rashida Jones. Roll Tide. Um, oh wow! Did oh, not yeah, know that about I, you. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, and because of that movie, uh, she is she is breathtaking in that film. Uh, absolutely love her. Speaking of breathtaking in a film, I'm 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 slowly going through. I only watch of the 23 Marvel movies. I think I've only watched like seven, and now I've watched number eight, and now I'm on number nine. Scarlett Johansson. 
Roll oh, Tide. Take my breath away. Oh, big time. Anyway, uh, yeah. All right, so a couple couple things. So uh, I had my never some my never seen list of the ones that were way up on these lists. Uh, I've never seen Love Actually. The only thing I Me know either. the only thing I know about Love Actually is I think it won an Academy Award. I could be wrong about that. Uh, uh, who's the actor? Um, it's um, uh, is it Pacino? No, who's Love, in, who's in Love, Love Actually? Actually? Yeah, who's Love Actually? Now, Pacino is in Son of a Woman. Who who's Love Actually? Um, isn't the guy from the King Speech, Colin Firth? I don't know. Well, it's got a it's it's, it's got like you're a the one that brought it up. It's got a huge ensemble cast. Oh no, wait. Okay. Love Actually has Hugh Grant. Oh, Liam Neeson. Okay. Uh, Colin Firth is in it. Uh, no, I, I I don't know. I don't know oh, Bilbo Baggins is in it. But you know who's <laughs> oh Kira Knightley. But you know who's you know who's in it. The only reason why I even know what the movie is. Who? What? Coral. I'm wait. doing things. Oh, oh um, Andrew Lincoln, a- a- Rick Andy Lincoln himself is in the movie. Oh wow, he's the guy from those scenes where I guess I think uh, a, a woman opens the door and he's just standing there with a bunch of uh, poster board with like words written on him, and then he starts dropping them. I think if you've ever seen that like spoofed over the last like 20 years, it's from that scene in uh, Love Actually, and it's Rick Grimes who's doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fun fact. So I've never seen that, and the number one that was on basically every list I looked at when Harry met Sally with Billy Crystal and Meg I've Ryan. Never seen it. I don't even know what the hell that is. So it's I, iconic. <laughs> I know that. But the only, I I'll, the only, I'll tell you the best. It. The best Billy Crystal rom com I've ever seen is Forget Paris. Have you seen that one where he's the NBA ref? No. Oh, you need to write that down. That's definitely. I'm on not going to write type. that down. Dude, he's he's an NBA ref who falls in love. Oh, dude, it's so good. Falls in love he, with who? A player? No, uh, his uh, it starts out he has to go to Paris to bury his falls father. Falls in love with Ben Simmons? No, yeah, right. Dude, he, he he has to go to Paris to bury his father, and he falls. He was in just love dribbling the ball. That's why the, I said his name in case anybody's wondering. Well, no, why I just said at, his one, name. at one point he gets in such a funk that he hasn't seen his uh, his girl his girlfriend after a breakup. He's he's officiating. Uh, kareem's farewell game and he throws he throws him out in the middle of the game and kareem kareem yells at him he's like you can't throw me out this is my farewell game and billy crystal goes well let me be the first to say farewell <laughs> uh it's, it's really it's really funny because it's got a lot of it's uh it's early 90s nba so like reggie uh Oh, that's no, funny. Anyway. Yeah, it's really good. It's like it's not like a sappy thing. I think you'd like it. We're gonna we're gonna watch it and we're gonna we're gonna recap it on the podcast. All right, my um, my sole contribution to to rom coms, which wasn't on the top fifty list, um, Mickey Blue Eyes, uh, with Hugh Grant. <laughs> you hit a couple and couple there. The 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 only reason I bring that up is because big Italian. I come from a big Italian family. Obviously, everyone's like, "Oh my God, you gotta watch this! It's about the Italian mob." Blah blah blah. So you know, watched it, made me laugh. You know, they have the whole like fake asset. Oh gosh, Cantor's bleeding everywhere. But they have the whole big uh, like assassination thing where like he gets. It's like a fake thing where he gets shot in the chest and like. It's like a delayed reaction and all that. Whatever. It it was funny. Made me laugh. Hugh Grant ended up being a giant pig later in life. Um, but you know what? I I, I that's I, I wedding singer, forty year old virgin. I wrote down just because you said that was one. Um, 
I love you, man. I wasn't sure about that. Didn't even think of. Um, did you say um, Anchorman was was could potentially? Yeah, why not? I mean, it's comedy, and uh, Ron Burgundy's got a thing with. Uh, what's who does that? What's Applegate's? Uh, is it Corningstone? Veronica Corningstone. Veronica Corningstone. Yeah, yeah. Why not? You might as well throw it in there. Um, yeah. So uh, another thing I have in here. Uh, which I thought was on the list. Princess Bride's on the list. That's a classic. I know. I've never seen that either. What? I, I'm telling... I, oh this is God. not my genre. I have never... Ugh. Which well, also key, brings me uh, to another thing. Like, like I don't watch... Like, okay. Everyone needs to send my wife and I'm sorry from me to the whole, from the whole Two Beers podcast community. We... I, I just... We don't watch movies like that together we we barely watch movies together because she falls asleep and even when we were like dating like we would go to movies like but not even that much because she didn't she doesn't like movies that much she, thought, she doesn't I like thought, sitting I thought, for that thought, still I for that you were, long. Uh, i thought you were gonna say it's not like we watched the movie uh, you're giving my wife way too much credit <laughs> um i'm giving but, you too much credit to be savvy enough to pull that off <sighs> Well, that's probably true too. But, um, oh heck, where 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 in the world was I going with that? Um, bag uh, bags of sand, um, Fantastic Four. Um, oh, so I I don't know where I was going with that. Other than, okay, Drew, when's what's the last rom com you actually saw in theaters? Uh, great question. Um, the only one I truly remember. That oh, you said I would... you said Princess Bride, and I said this isn't my genre. That's where <laughs> we were going with this. Probably Wedding Crashers. If I'm going to count that as a rom com, I'm just yeah. trying to think. Uh, Hitch was before that, so I guess. Oh, Hitch! Yeah, that was a good one. I yeah, forgot so about I that guess, one. I guess that's. I think that was before. Yeah, that was definitely before Wedding Crashers. Though, it's probably the last rom com my wife yeah, and I watched together trailer, that we actually enjoyed. I, interesting enough, I think the trailer for Wedding Crashers was played during Hitch. I think. Um, yeah, I'll say Wedding Crash. I'm sure I've seen. I'm sure I've seen something else. What was though, the one where Ari Gold played like a car salesman? Was that a rom com? Played a car salesman. Yeah. I don't. Even, is that serendipity? I don't even know. With Cusack? No, 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 no. I don't. I don't, I don't even know. Then him as a car salesman. I've wait, what was the name of that movie with Cusack where he holds the? Uh, was that Love Actually? Where he holds the the boombox? Oh, boombox. Yeah. No, dude. That that was in like the eighties. I don't know. Is that Sixteen Candles? Maybe. No. No. Oh my God. We're embarrassing ourselves. I know what um, you're talking. I know what you're talking about, though. Um, I should know this because they they've they've made fun of say, this. On say the, anything, right? They've they've made fun of this on um, what do you call it? On the Goldbergs, which I just recently binge watched with my wife. They've they've shown that so many times. I should know what that is. I think it's um, say anything, right? Yeah, it's say anything. Yeah, now, that's when I have watched, but again, I just I don't remember yeah, Jack yeah, Squat yeah. about it. Yeah, so I'm gonna say Wedding Crashers. Um, that I that last one that I saw in in the theaters. Did I'll you take you, your wife? I no, I wasn't. I don't even think. When's, I knew what's the, what's I the last? Okay, last rom com either you saw with your wife or you took your wife to in the theaters. Either one and and or. Uh maybe I'll count Deadpool as a rom com. Oh my gosh! Uh, with Ryan Reynolds being hilarious. 
I don't know. We don't really see a lot of. We don't see a lot of rom coms. That's like, what I'm she's... saying. Like who who's watching these movies? I don't like, know. I mean, I, I mean, I, well, I I mean, I have no shame. I watch I watch a lot of them. Um, you know, but I don't. Again, I, a lot of these I'm watching them. I don't. I don't. Real. I didn't ever realize that's where they were. Um, yeah. We. I mean, we when we if we go to see a movie together, it's usually either a Disney movie or something that I know doesn't Some kind have of comedy or something, right? Yes. It, yeah. As long as something, as long as the, if it if it has vulgar sex in it, she's not going. And if it's got a lot of bad language, she don't want to see it. So, uh, my cousin Vinny might be our. Uh, is that a rom? com Is that a rom com? <laughs> Probably uh, not, because there's already a pre existing really. It's not really about the love story. Is not really a part of it. But I will say this: my uh, I, kind of. I mean, it's all about like them, like finally, yeah. finally tying the knot, right? Yeah. Well, they never. They don't. They don't actually get or get married. Well, yeah. they decide that they're going to, don't they? Well, no. At the at the uh, at the end, and she goes. Uh, he goes. You know, I want my first case. She goes. Yeah. You think I'm going to marry you? He's like. He's like. What? You're not going to marry me? You can't win your own fucking case on your own. Why would I marry you? <laughs> <laughs> we watch. We watch that like probably seven times a year. Which probably. your wife is a very close stunt double for marissa, marissa Tomei, Tomei. By the way. Yeah, yeah oh yeah when she gets her staten island on with the uh when the accent comes out yeah uh, well uh, even i'm just saying even the like looks like she kind of looks like like she could be marissa Tomei's daughter or something. oh yeah i mean she, and and the wardrobe she's totally wearing like leather skirts and fishnets all day every day <laughs> really you think i've she's gotten in she's gotten in hathaway a couple times i've never gotten heard marissa Tomei. But oh I, no i say marissa Tomei for I sure i kind of see it hey i'm roll tight on both so i can definitely get down for that um, both as in marissa Tomei and your wife or both as in marissa Tomei is anne hathaway and Anne hathaway but sure and her too we'll throw her in there <laughs> as three um uh, what else did I, I had some other general notes down too for this stuff um a really fun rom-com if you really just like if you want to watch something with uh with your wife my best friend's wedding with julia roberts is kind of a fun movie uh, yeah i never saw it she's in it uh cameron diaz is in it before you know when she's still uh you know before she got real mainstream that's like that's a fun movie it's got some good uh some good singing numbers in it as well if uh, it, it put julia Ro- julia roberts has done a couple of duds at that point in a row and that one put her back on the map um, I did make a quick list of four, just four, four rom-coms that I truly, truly enjoy. Uh, one is Hitch. You've seen Hitch, as we just uh, said. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, I'm pretty I, sure I, I still have. My a, wife really liked that one too. Yeah, I'm, I'm a huge Will Smith fan. I love Kevin James. I think, uh, I think King of Queens is one of the most underrated uh, comedies. Of, did you like, watch what was that one um, where he was the dad, um, and then like midway through they killed off the wife and brought. Um, um, uh, what's her name from King of Queens? In oh, we saw that Kevin knows. But oh yeah, um, it wasn't. It was in between seasons. They killed her. Uh yeah. Was it just the Kevin James show? Didn't they? It no, had some, no, no. He his name was Kevin in the show. Yeah, that was a great show. And and when they killed it off, the wife was great. She was yeah. she was super roll tied. Yeah, and I she guess was it a wasn't great doing, character. I guess it wasn't doing well in the ratings. And there might have been, I guess there was a little pop when. Uh, no, see, I don't. I think it was the. I don't think it was that at all. I think it was that. Um, what was that's her Lee Ramini? Is that her name? I think she became available after like outing Scientology, and Kevin James was like, "Oh, we need to recapture the magic." Oh. Kevin and Kevin Ke- can wait is what it was called. Kev was Kevin can wait instead of Heaven can wait. I guess. But yeah, is, Kevin, are you sure? Kevin can wait is what the show was called. 
That was a funny show. It was really me. Yeah, me, my yeah, that was Leah, one where me, me, and my wife really enjoyed it. When they killed off the wife, we were like, "Really?" Yeah, Leah R- Ramini, who I think was my third boy girl uh, thing of celebrities in my lifetime. Um, super, super roll tide. Uh, yeah, the wife Aaron Aaron Hayes played his wife Donna, and they killed her off. But uh, yeah, I don't know. That was it. Was Kevin really Kuwait weird. was hilarious. Remember, I remember, uh, remember uh, Chael. <laughs> Chael, that's right. I we were both all over that. I we would we would laugh weekly about Chael. Oh my gosh, Chael was so good. We should go uh, back and rewatch. I'm gonna, I might, maybe that's what I'll do for Valentine's Day is rewatch some Kevin Can Wait, and we could just laugh at Chael. I wonder if that's on Hulu. But anyway, so I he's in Hitch. He's great. Uh, Eva Mendez. It's a great cast, and I I still you know I think one of the most memorable scenes is when he's teaching or when he's doing the dance moves. Hitch is teaching him to dance, and the Hitch is like... Spreading the cheese. Yeah, or making or the pizza. Making the pizzas. The Q-tip, the and throw it away. You don't need yeah. no pizza. They got food there. Um, <laughs> playing the Usher. That was, oh man, when that was when Yeah was like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was like the, like the top we song. We were in college, right? Yeah, we were. Um, I think I still have that denim Atlanta Braves hat in my closet, actually. Uh, oh, I definitely... I Why definitely, is it in your closet, dude? Bust that out. 100% I still have the bright green polo from The Gap that Will Smith wore in that movie. I went out and immediately bought a bright green polo because I was like, God damn, Will Smith looks good in that. I'm buying one. It's that, that's Listen. It. That to this day, tw- almost twenty years later, everyone that's still in my look closet. on the two beers pod for Drew in the bright green denim polo with the de- or, I'm sorry, the bright green polo with the denim Atlanta Braves hat. I gotta f- yeah, I have to find it. I- Drew, you gotta put that on and put I it know. on the two beers pod Twitter. I will. Hopefully, it's not. Uh, hopefully, it's not at my mom's house. The hat, but the, the uh, polo is def- the polo go is over definitely there and here. get it. The polo is definitely here. Um, what else do I got? So Hitch is on there. Uh, the Wedding Singer is actually one of my. I I could watch it over and over again. I think it's I think it's one of Adam Sandler's best movies. Um, yeah, it's so funny. The, again, the supporting cast is really great. Billy Idol's in it and it's hilarious. Uh, and John, uh, not John Lithgow. Oh God, who's uh, who plays the, who plays the uh, the other wedding the other guy the other wedding singer who's his competition in that. Oh. Oh my God! Famous, famous, famous comedian, early nine, late eighties, early nineties. Who was? Uh, I'll pull it up. I I don't remember. Oh God, that's beers are starting to hit. Yeah, that's gonna really bother me. Find find that for me. I'm really embarrassed right now that I don't know the top of my head. But Buscemi's forgot Buscemi was in it. Oh, John John Love. It was John. Oh, John Lovitz, not John Lithgow. Uh, John Lovitz is great. Yeah. Uh, Ten Things I Hate About You, I think is an awesome movie with Heath Ledger, um, Gordon or Jason Gordon Lovett, uh, who that you know played Ro- or you know fake Robin in uh, The Dark Knight Rises. Julia Stiles, have you ever seen that one? No. Oh God. Um, I don't. Was, I haven't seen any of these. That was part of that was part of like those teen movies that came out probably in the very late nineteen nineties, early two thousands. It's it's basically a it's a 90s uh, version of Taming of the Shrew is what they did. They basically took Taming of the Shrew and turned it into a high school uh, rom-com. So, John Lovitz was the one that said, find a DJ with moves like this. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so good. Anyway. He's so good. Um, Go ahead. So yeah, 10 Things I Hate About You. And probably my one of my all-time favorite movies, I you know, people might call it a secret shame, but I love it. Crazy Stupid Love, I think, is a hilarious movie. I think it's about six years old. Uh, Steve Carell is the main character. Um, 
Don't tell me to write it down because I'm not going to. No, write it you're down. never going to watch it, but it's great. Ryan Gosling's in it. Steve Carell is basically a, a got middle middle aged husband um, with you know three kids. He's kind of he's kind of in a you know basically in like that part of life where he's just going through the motion. His wife cheats on him and wants a divorce. Uh, and hate to you know, see it. He's he's yeah he's gloomy at a bar and Gosling Gosling uh, feels sorry for him. Who's he's, he's the young playboy. And decides to take him under his wing and teach him how to be a ladies' man. Uh, it's really funny. It's got a lot of fun twists in it. Uh, and I, I like Gosling. I like Clark Carell. Marissa Tomei actually is in it for about five minutes, and she is just tremendous uh, in all of her scenes. Marissa Tomei. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she plays. She plays one of his. She plays one of his one night stands, uh, Carell, who ends up being his son's seventh grade teacher. <laughs> So he ends up having to do a parent teacher conference with his with his wife that he separated with and they're having this like moment where they're thinking about getting back together and then out comes the teacher that he just slept with and never called again. Uh it was Whoops. really it's really it's really funny. Um Emma Stone's in it too. Uh she plays uh Gosling's uh you know love love interest in the movie. I it's really again, it's really funny. It's it's probably on What's HBO it called? A lot. With uh Crazy Stupid Love. Crazy, stupid. Doesn't sound like there's a lot of lo- actual love in there. No, there is. No, there is. Um, there's a really, there's a really unique twist um, in the movie. We probably. I bet it's not actually unique though. It is. No, it is. In like the last thirty minutes, I or that I definitely. It might be interesting, but I bet it's not actually unique. If you, well, okay, right. well, maybe unique's the wrong word. I didn't see it coming, and if anybody actually saw the twist coming, <laughs> then you should be, you should be doing the parlays for us. So. 2011 it came out uh it's yeah. 10 years ago yeah 10 years ago i was off on six but yeah that's probably my i'd probably put that that right up there at the top of the, that i truly consider to be a, a rom-com so of all those I, I that and hitch are probably my uh my two favorite good call on hitch yeah yeah <laughs> oh yeah oh my god you don't need no pizza they got food there so <laughs> they got food there <laughs> oh what a what a seed and uh, that was Eva Mendez at that point in time was uh, she caught yeah. fire. Yeah, she caught yeah. fire. Yeah, good call. Yeah, now I'm trying to roll think. Tide. Who I got? I got I got Kim Basinger, Roll Tide. Then it was Jennifer Lopez. You, wait, what are you talking about? I'm just going. I'm going through my celebrity boy girl things. Uh, <laughs> Kim Basinger, when I was I was I was like four years old. It was like Batman, 1989, 1990. Are you, are you counting your uh, infatuation with Justin Timberlake in college? Uh, he could be he could be six if we wanted to but uh in college i still <laughs> that's that's still that hasn't ended my man um that's he's probably that's probably my longest relationship i guess but yeah basinger jennifer lopez then leah ramini and then uh yeah rashida jones those are my those are probably my top my top four in that order of my uh boy girl fun times uh, you know what i crushes. thought i don't know if this i don't know if this would be a rom-com but um how about who framed roger rabbit and what? and what? Why not? He was he was in love with Jessica, and I was thinking about well, that made me. I was thinking about um, like celebrity crushes or like ridiculous crushes, or like when you were a child. Jessica um, Rabbit. Yeah, when I was a child, <laughs> I was like, why do I feel this way about Jessica Rabbit? When I was a child, I was uh, you know tying in the um, Valentine's Day, but <laughs> oh man. And then at the end, when that dude's face melts and he turns into the bad guy, and he's like, 
Doctor, was that Doctor Doctor or the Judge? That was the Judge. And um, my voice sounded like this. Christopher something Lloyd played him, right? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I, th- yeah, I, I think you're right. But um, Jessica yeah, Rabbit was was my first f- first crush. That's a, car- a cartoon. Totally okay, it's totally okay. Explains so much, right? Um, actually, no. Actually, yeah, that that actually th- makes me question who you even are as a person. I'd expect somebody wild to to have that, not a guy that drinks Bush Light on the regular. I'll tell you what. I drank those final two Bush Lights today. They were delicious. Screw you. They were so smooth. I'm I'm like a little bit dreading going back to my Miller Lights because I'm like, please be as good as these Bush Lights. Listen, if they're 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 keeping Lukey B in the uh, in the black, so crush. What is crush? Bush or Miller? Miller. Yeah, I'm a Miller guy. That's that's what drew me to Brad Keselowski in the, uh, you know, in NASCAR. So, which is this is his last year of his contract too. He almost didn't come. I mean, he was. It's a one year deal. So he was he was up at the end of last year, and he has a one year deal with Penske and uh, the two crew and uh, Miller Miller Lite was only the Fourth of July last year, and he won that race. And I'm like, damn it! I'm like, sponsor him more races. Come on, Miller. Anyway, because they they used to sponsor him like all like they used to be the main sponsor. Now they only do like one race. So uh, okay. Eh, anyway, I got you. I'm excited. Anyway. Next, I'm trying to. I'm trying to. Uh, next week's gonna be fun. We're gonna get. Uh, we're gonna get Valdez Bircha for anybody. By the way, for anybody who is into like, not documentaries, but anybody that lo- loved like you know the um, pregame montages and stuff or like HBO twenty four sevens. Uh, ESPN, Blood, Sweat, and Tears. They're doing another. They did Lomachenko Lopez. They're doing a Burchell, uh Valdez special. So it's two two parts. They're now they're going to be they're an hour each. Um, you can probably watch them on demand right now. I don't know that the second one came out yet. It's really cool. I really did you did you ever watch the twenty? Were you a big twenty four seven fan? Or maybe no, I don't know if no, not, guy or no. Not. I, I never I've never had HBO. No. I do okay, not yeah. have HBO it, it just, right now. It's just cool. It's just cool seeing the guys like training and doing things leading up to the uh, leading up to the fight, um, and that's what they that's what these are. They're like specials that uh, that kind of go through. You look inside the training camp. You learn a little bit more about the guys. It makes to me it makes the fight seem like bigger deals. Um, yeah, you know, like big events. So well, I'm, that's why I'm, they make them, Drew, to make you I, I, make you more I'm, invested in the fight. I'm with you. So as I'm saying, anyone that's more of a casual a casual fan. Uh, I think uh, you know. Tune in and watch those before you watch the fight because it's gonna be cool. No, so I'm looking forward. That. I'm looking forward to our next couple of pods. I think next. I think next week we're gonna have my sister on who has worked for a variety of sports teams, um, and she she's apart from obviously being my sister who I love. She's one of my favorite people, and I cannot. I I really want to have her on. I I think it's gonna be next week, and just talk about just randomness. But um, yeah, roll tide. And <laughs> and um, I think that um, also we've one of the main topics we've talked about offline since we started this pod is and it's born out of the whole LeBron versus Jordan um, uh, debate. It's just different NBA players in different eras. Um, and, and and I cannot wait until well, I, in the next cup in the next couple of weeks again because we're hitting the regular season doldrums in a lot of sports. Yeah. Um. I, I I can't wait to have that that discussion. That's gonna be a lot of fun. And then we're gonna have a couple um, 
at least one um you know mid-season hockey um uh, collaboration with, with the uh, with the Nightcap Recap Boys, who we, we've been we've been chatting with Teddy and Jimmy, uh, Jim Bar- yeah. Jim yeah, Berenger. Jimmy, yeah, yeah, Jimmy Jimmy B is going to do the hockey. We're we're gonna yeah yeah we're gonna even, do a mid season hockey review with, with yeah. Jimmy B. So I, I can't wait for it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, and I got to say, even though I'm still not happy that our uh, what do you call it Montreal Screwjob Pod didn't get as many pops as I would have liked. <laughs> Uh, we're doing a wrestling roundtable with those guys too. I don't care that 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 was a that was a fun podcast, even with our giveaway that we had. That was fun. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna have a, a wrestling yeah. We should do another giveaway too here coming up soon. But uh, we're, 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 even yeah. though we're hitting the doldrums, we're gonna be doing some fun yeah, stuff. In two and, weeks, uh, two. I thought it was gonna be next week, but in two weeks we're gonna our uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk talk Walking Dead since it's coming back the final. Yeah, the first, Walking the Dead's first, coming back. The first part of its final season. Uh, is gonna. I think they're doing twenty. Is that what they're doing? Is this the first part of their final season? I think it. I think this. This is the last season. I think. I think it's twenty four episodes. So they can do twelve and twelve or something. Well, I think they. I think they're releasing three or six here um, at the end of February into March because that's what they had filmed. They're gonna have a little hiatus and then they're gonna start releasing it. And then the next two are gonna come out in two parts. So it's probably going to be Jeez. the last what? season. Why do they do this to us? Just, to, just give me some consistency. Yeah, well, I think the last season's probably going to take a year and a half to get done. Um, so, it, like, meaning you'll, it'll, it'll, we'll be watching it over the next year and a half. Uh, but it, what, of these first, I think three episodes, one's going to be what I've been waiting for for three years: the Here's Negan, uh, Negan's origin story episode. Which is, if you're a Negan fan, if you're a Jeffrey Dean Morgan fan. It's going to be spectacular, even yeah, even even with him not being able to curse and be like the Negan that he was in the comics. It, it's going to be really cool. You're going to finally meet Lucille, uh, who's his wife. We can make a whole separate podcast totally dedicated to Walking Dead. You and I talk Walking Dead yeah. for hours. Dude, I could, we could do a whole pod where I just read the quotable Negan book that I have, just oh. the ridiculous Negan quotes. From oh, the comic. I, lo- I, I love that. Yeah, love it's going to be show. good. But yeah, we're gonna as like I said, to your point as as the you know playoffs and with i mean football is the one sport where every week actually matters and it's not these other bs seasons where not a lot's happening we'll have some some different topics and uh, march madness coming up and then if it ha- yeah if it happens we if it ha- four weeks from now yeah i mean we we may be doing live for all you know we're going to be doing live podcasts from the big east tournament and from let's uh, go let's and go from, and from indiana so forget the yeah. snowblower we're going to the dance baby yeah uh yeah <sighs> all right fun. i'm looking forward to the next uh a lot, lot of fun stuff on tap. All right, Drew, well, let's put a bow on it, sir. Good good talk. See you out there. Uh, big kisses. Sit down. Pull you that first round. You got an open count. Toss it out. Everybody's cold right now. Stir up the crowd. Get you that second round Go on and throw it out Talking about anything that makes you get loud